Welcome to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Lyon, and I want to thank you for joining me as we explore the world of small grains production and research at Washington State University. In each episode, I speak with researchers from WSU and the USDA ARS to provide you with insights into the latest research on wheat and barley production. If you enjoy the WSU Wheat Beat podcast, do us a favor and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. And leave us a review while you're there so others can find the show too. My guest today is Dr. Haley Neely. Haley is a new faculty member in the Department of Crop and Soil Sciences at WSU in Spatial Soil and Water Management. She earned her Ph.D. in Soil Physics from Texas A&M University in 2014 and was a Soil Science faculty member there before moving back to Pullman in 2019. Haley received her bachelor's and master's degrees from WSU and grew up in Waitsburg, Washington. Her research program focuses on site-specific soil management, including soil compaction and crop stress. She also teaches undergraduate precision agriculture. Haley was recently awarded the New Innovator in Food and Agriculture Research Award from the Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research. The award will fund research to study soil compaction across Washington State in multiple crops, including wheat, potatoes, berries, and pasture systems. Hello, Haley. Hi, Drew. Thanks for having me. Well, first of all, congratulations on the rather prestigious award, the New Innovator in Food and Agriculture Research Award. That's, <laughs> Thank that's you. a nice Thank thing you. to have in your, in, your, in your cap, feather in your cap this early <laughs> in your career. Oh, absolutely. Um, what got you interested in studying soil compaction? Uh, when I was in Texas, I was approached by a group of growers there who were concerned about the new, heavier harvesting equipment that was becoming more popular. And they were concerned that maybe that increased compaction was limiting their root growth, maybe maybe lowering their yields. So that's kind of how I got started into it. And then as the more systems I looked at, the more it seems to be a underreported and somewhat unseen uh, problem almost across the whole country. Yeah, every once in a while I'll run into it and something I'm, I'm working on. So what, what, what causes soil compaction? So it's mostly driven by the heavier machinery that we have nowadays. I mean, you know, 50 years ago, tractors were nowhere near the size that they are now. Um, more tillage. Also, as you decrease your organic matter, you can also increase your compaction, driving on wet soils. Uh, so all those kinds of things that we do day-to-day -day in agriculture can really start to increase your compaction. And again, it's nothing that you can readily see with your eyes because it's, you know, down in the subsoil. Yeah. I know I've I've done a few studies on soil compaction. Had what, a penetrometer, the soil, yes, and boy, that was kind of difficult to really get consistent measures on because it kind of depended on how much moisture was in the soil at the time and how much you pushed on it. And oh, abs all sorts absolutely! Of that and that's one of the the great things about this project. So I'm partnering with Dr. Yu Feng Ga. He's at Univers University of Nebraska Lincoln, and uh, Christine Morgan, Dr. Christine Morgan at Soil Health Institute. And, and several people here at WSU, but what Dr. Gah has done is he's, and as, as Dr. Morgan as well, is they have made a penetrometer that is hydraulically driven, so you don't have to have a person involved with it anymore. There's also um, visible near-infrared sensing technology in the penetrometer, and you just shine a visible or near-infrared light on the soil, and when it bounces back to the sensor, you can measure clay content and water content, because like you said, water content can influence how hard you have to push your penetrometer into the soil. 
So with these advances in new sensor technology, we can actually get really consistent measurements of soil compaction in a fairly rapid way. So now we can actually start to map soil compaction in three dimensions across whole fields. So that's a major innovation and a huge part of this proposal. Um, and hopefully we can start moving forward with these new tools. Oh, that's very interesting. I, I guess I went and did my soil compaction work a few decades a little too early. <laughs> it sounds like you're going to have a real, a much better handle on it than, than I was able to. What, what, what impact does soil compaction have on things like soil health and, and crop yield? So soil compaction really influences almost every aspect of the, of the soil. So as, you, as your soil becomes more compacted and it pushes those little particles closer together, water can infiltrate. So when the rain falls on your soil, it doesn't flow in and soak in nice. It can run off um, to another location in your field, really limits the root growth. And if the roots can't grow down and get those nutrients in the subsoil, it limits your ability for um, nutrient use efficiency. It limits your nutrient use efficiency. You know, even things like microbes need water and air. And if you have a lot of compaction, then it's actually even going to reduce your microbial communities. So there's really not an aspect of the plant that is not impacted from soil compaction. We also have Dr. Karen Sanguine is on the project as well. And she's going to be measuring the impact of compaction on root growth in several of these systems uh, to really quantify how these different degrees of compaction, the severity of compaction, limits that root growth. Okay. I, I've um, seen different ways of attacking uh, compact soil, tillage, you know, deep ripping course, or something. Yes. Uh, a lot of uh, people want to try crops that uh, supposedly have a nice strong taproot to get down through there, but, but I've seen sunflower Roots go down, hit that compaction zone, and just go sideways and, <laughs> until somewhere yes. they can find a way down. But it, it, what's is there one is using plants better than not than tillage, or does it all? I suppose it depends. But what what are your thoughts on that? So that's actually part of the project as well. So uh, we're also partnering with Aaron Esser is going to help us run some on farm demo trials to try to actually answer that very question. Because yes, we've had deep rippers for a long time. Some people say they're not that. Um, they're not that effective. And yes, sunflowers are super common, you know, a biological control. But like you said, we in Texas, we would call that a J root. I think here it's called a hook root, where it just grows along that compacted layer. But you know, the big problem we had with trying to find a solution to compaction is if you can't measure the compaction, then you can't actually evaluate any new technology or method or crop to break up those compaction layers. So that will be a part of this, and we'll have some on-farm demos, we'll have some educational materials we'll develop, and then hopefully, you know, get some of the ag engineers involved to start to develop some better ways of managing compaction, because now we can actually measure it. Okay. So you, you kind of answered, partially answered my next question, <laughs> which is, you know, are there going to be any outreach or extension uh, efforts involved with this project? Yes, that's a, it's a whole, you know, a big part of the project because if we, you know, even if we do a great job measuring compaction and linking it to soil health indicators and we do a great job with our models, I mean, if we don't get it into the hands of actual growers, then it's not, it's not going to be an effective or successful study. So outreach is a huge component of this project. Do you know where that outreach will happen, say a, a website or something, or is that still to be determined? It's still to be determined. I mean, everybody seems like has a website nowadays. So, of course, we'll try to use some social media. I'm, I'm here on your podcast today to start talking about it. And, you know, 
what they kind of will say or what researchers would say is that the grower to grower network is probably the best way to start spreading a lot of this information. So by having our demo trials on actual grower fields and then bringing other growers there to have field days and that kind of outreach, I think, could make a big impact. Okay. Well, if you develop or when you develop a website, um, we'll get that into the show notes so our growers can go find that. So. All right. Anything else you want to tell us about this uh, new project? And, and um, it sounds like it's a great uh, collaboration across universities and uh, even within WSU between Extension Research. Um, so something I think will should bear real fruit. But oh, I, I hope so. I'm just I'm so excited to get started on this project here at WSU, and you know, really kind of getting into some of the issues that affect local growers and. Hopefully in the next couple months, I can start reaching out and actually partnering with other growers because most of this research will take place on farmer fields. So if anybody wants to volunteer their their farm, just please look in the show notes for my contact information and give me a shout. Very good. Thank you very much, Haley. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us and listening to the WSU Wheat Beat Podcast. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions or topics you'd like to hear on future episodes, please email me at drew.lyon, that's L-Y-O-N, at wsu.edu. You can find us online at smallgrains.wsu.edu and on Facebook and Twitter at WSU Small Grains. The WSU Wheat Beat Podcast is a production of Connors Communications in the College of Agricultural, Human, and Natural Resource Sciences at Washington State University. I'm Drew Lyon. We'll see you next time.